Hey, this is the Science Line podcast. I'm Ethan Friedman, the multimedia editor here at Science Line. First of all, we are back. We're back from our short hiatus, and we've got a great crop of stories coming to you from our intrepid reporters. And as always, you won't want to miss them. So make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, and then go make your friends and your family subscribe too. Many of us find ourselves concerned with the day-to-day of living on planet Earth. But for some scientists, that day-to-day work involves studying some of the stranger other planets in our galaxy. Today on our show, reporter Jackie Apple has the story of what we can learn from these exoplanets. When people talk about exoplanets, the planets outside our own solar system, they only seem to ask two questions. The big one, of course, is could it possibly support life? But the second question, how weird is this other world, can lead to just as much scientific discovery. I hope you'll come with me to take a look behind the curtain at the study of some of these oddities of outer space. To date, scientists have discovered 4,292 confirmed exoplanets with the help of space telescopes like Kepler and TESS. The vast majority of these planets are pretty average. But what is average when it comes to exoplanets? That is the work of Dr. Michael Meyer from the University of Michigan. What I really want to know and what I think you know, my kids want to know and my mom wants to know is our solar system or planetary systems like it, common or rare, in the Milky Way galaxy? And in order to answer that question, I need to survey the average properties. We're trying to do the equivalent of the U.S. 2020 census. So what does the average exoplanet look like? Most of them fall into one of three categories. Big icy planets like Neptune, gas giants, kind of like Jupiter, or large rocky planets called super-Earths. But what about the outliers? They must be something special, because the astronomers who study these planets often become very attached to specific discoveries they've made, especially if that planet revealed new and unique information. Take Dr. Scott Gowdy from Ohio State University. His pride and joy, KELT-9b, definitely falls into the new and unique category. This is the hottest known transiting gas giant planet, so even iron would be in a gaseous form because it's so hot. With a daytime temperature of 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit, this planet is hotter than some stars. But it was the scientific implications, not the superlative, that interested Gaudi and his team. Kelt-9b gave researchers insight on how close a planet can orbit a star. It sits so close that its orbit is only about one and a half days long. It also provided a window into the phenomenon of escaping atmospheres, since the atmosphere of KELT-9b is being slowly blown off the planet by the radiation from its too-close star. We predicted that the atmosphere should be escaping and because of the very high amount of high-energy radiation that this planet is being bombarded with. And you can really kind of test these theories that try to predict how much mass loss you should have in these kinds of planets. This process of making a prediction and then checking these extreme planets against the models gives scientists reason to care about studying these planets, even if we'll never send a mission there or catch a glimmer of it through a telescope. But not every exoplanet does the work of informing scientists on its own. Some, 
like the K2-138 system of six planets, need to work together to get their information across. If you look at these planets in these systems, they are exactly telling you their dynamical history because there's only really one way to make these kinds of systems, which is that the planets form while there's still a disk of material there. Dr. Jessie Christensen at Caltech and her team of researchers and citizen scientists are credited with the discovery of K2-138. When most solar systems start out, they look like a star surrounded by a disk of gas and debris. Over time, the gas around the star begins to condense and form planets as gravity starts to group ever-growing lumps together. But this process isn't always smooth. Planets can switch places or run into each other and break apart, or just be ripped to shreds by the gravity of bigger objects around them. This kind of disruption forms solar systems more like ours, where there's no real pattern to the spacing or the orbits of the planets. So you can only really end up with these really tightly packed resonance systems if you've had this very slow, smooth migration with no kicking planets around or in and out or up and down. It has to all happen super smoothly to end up this packed. What K2-138 showed scientists is an example of perfect formation. What planetary system formation looks like if nothing interrupts the process. Because of how neatly the planets formed, Christensen and her team were able to see exactly how they formed, with the innermost planet forming first, the second forming second, and so on. The system was so inspiring that the scientists behind System Sounds even turned it into a song. So, what if a discovery comes along that proves the model's wrong? That can be just as helpful to scientists. For example, the discovery of what scientists call puffy Jupiters, gas giants that are bigger than they should be given the kinds of gases they're made of, taught astronomers a lot about how energy and heat can affect the size of a planet, getting bigger as it gets hotter. We thought we had a pretty good idea of why Jupiter was the size it was. You know, if you take a bunch of hydrogen and put it at a certain temperature, it should be this big. Um, so when we found these puffy planets that were bigger than we expected, it was like, oh, wait, we're missing something. Like there's some physics that we haven't included in our model of how, how planet interiors work and planet atmospheres work to account for this. And that started this really cool period in the field where everyone was like, what's going on inside these planets? Like, what does that mean for the physics? One thing's for sure. It means more for physics than the superlative alone. Whether it be providing insight into planet formation, showing us why certain planets are so big, or letting us probe why they're so hot, astronomers have learned to never take a weird exoplanet solely at face value. The biggest, biggest broad brush takeaway from the field of exoplanets so far is that exoplanetary systems are incredibly diverse. Many of them look nothing like our solar system, and many of them are really very extreme and just kind of completely out of the realm of our imaginations. It turns out that the question of how weird is this other world has quite a lot of varied answers. But thanks to these funny little planets floating out there in their strange and unique pockets of space, we're slowly but surely getting a little closer to actually understanding the universe we live in. For Science Line, I'm Jackie Apple. And that's the show. Again, this podcast is currently available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So go subscribe, share these stories with your friends, and give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show. 
Science Line is a production of NYU's Science, Health, and Environmental Reporting Program. Our theme music is by Jazzar at the Free Music Archive. And for more information about Science Line, visit us at scienceline.org or send us an email at scienceline at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>